Welcome to Sunlight Connections, a homeschool podcast. In this podcast, we hope that you get the opportunity to connect with other homeschoolers for encouragement, tips, and fellowship. Like Sunlight's curriculum offerings, we explore homeschooling through the lens of a literature-rich, Christ-centered education. Join us on this adventure. Thank you for joining us. You may be wondering if you can actually homeschool, or you might be in the middle of a really hard time and you're trying to figure out how to keep going. Well, we're going to tell you how to face your fears, overcome challenges, and love your homeschool experience. I'm Sunny. I'm Sunlight's community manager. I'm also a Sunlight mom of two children who have been educated entirely with Sunlight. And joining me today are Anne and Amber. So ladies, let's start with some introductions. Tell us a little bit more about you, Anne. Hi, my name is Anne. Uh, I've been homeschooling for 15 years now. I have a son who will be attending college this fall and a daughter who will be a junior this next year. And I'm a mentor on the Sunlight app. Uh, so you'll see me there. And I work at some conventions around the country. Um, so if you have a convention near you, um, yeah, look out for that. They're great. Well, thank you for being here. Amber, do you want to introduce yourself? Sure. Hi, I'm Amber Severance, and I have five children. Um, three of mine have graduated from my homeschool. Two are still at home. I have a junior at home and a sixth grader at home. My oldest three, my oldest daughter just graduated this past weekend with her MBA. And my other daughter is currently in college, and so is my son. He'll be a junior next year. Um, I have used Sunlight since 2002. My all five of my children, their um, core subjects have been through sunlight. And I think I've done almost every level sunlight has to offer. Um, like Anne, I am also a mentor and I will see you at conventions. Well, thank you both for being here. Let's go ahead before we dive into this topic. You know, we really want to encourage people and let them know they can homeschool. But I know when I first started out, I would see homeschool moms, it seemed like they had it all together. They had always known they wanted to do this. So let's kind of talk about what led us to that place where we started homeschooling and then what made you think you could do it when you started out. <laughs> and you want to go first? You want sure, me to go? Yeah. <laughs> okay. um, well, my background is I used to teach high school biology before I had kids. And so I just always figured that, you know, I would stay home with my kids when they were young and then I'd go back to teaching when they went to school. But all of that completely changed when my son turned two. I didn't even have my daughter yet, but he turned two. And I, it just hit me that I knew I wouldn't want to send him away. I just enjoyed what we had together. And uh, I'll be honest, I love the flexibility of our schedule since I wasn't working full-time anymore. And uh, I, I just didn't really want to um, have to be tied down to that schedule anymore. And then when my daughter came along, I realized, you know, she naps in the afternoon and she wouldn't get her nap if I had to pick up my son from school. And this just cannot happen. <laughs> uh, so all sorts of little reasons, um, just from wanting to be together to not uh, wanting to mess up my daughter's schedule as she's growing up. And the other thing I felt pretty strongly about was, um, 
I guess this is my type A personality coming out, but wanting to kind of, um, you know, I chose his doctor, I chose my son's, um, you know, the different things we did, and I just wanted to choose what we did for school, and um, got my hands on the Sunlight Catalog, and never looked back. <laughs> yeah, I have um, a similar story to Anne's in that I was a um, teacher, junior high and high school teacher at a pretty large Christian school in San Jose, California. But um, I thought that homeschooling was a little odd. And at that time, that was the mid early 1990s. And I thought, why would anyone homeschool when you could send your kids to a great school like I'm teaching at? So I did not willingly come to homeschool at first. I thought that it was um, probably not something I was going to do. I would want to continue be a, being a classroom teacher and a coach throughout. Um, but then uh, I had my first baby. <laughs> and like Anne, as she started to get older, I thought, I, I don't, I don't want to send her away. I don't want her to be um, away from our family and under the instruction of someone else for six to eight hours a day. I just realized how, how fast that was going. And she seemed so little. I was scared to death to have lower elementary children to teach. So I know some people get scared that they aren't going to be able to handle the high school years. I thought, oh, maybe high school will be fine because I had been teaching high school, but woo, teaching my daughter to read, that scared me to death. So um, I do want to say that um, just because Ann and I both have schoolroom experience doesn't make us better homeschool teachers because the two don't really <laughs> the two don't really combine it's very different to teach in a classroom than it is to teach at home um so i would say that if you say well all right amber and ann both taught in school so they know what they're doing that's that's not the case i have met homeschool moms who i think do a way better job than i have done <laughs> and they did not go to college for education and they did not ever have classroom experience. So that is not necessary. Don't, don't let that discourage you in any way. Absolutely. It, it's, it's funny you bring that up because when friends of mine, you know, they of course knew I had been a teacher and they found out I was going to be homeschooling. It was, oh, that's so cool. You can do that because yes. you're a teacher. And yes. I'm thinking, I taught 120 high school freshman biology. How does that qualify me to teach, like you said, my child to read uh, yeah. and to teach all these lower levels. It has nothing to do with it. You know, my classes in college taught me how to manage a classroom full of kids. And that's not what homeschooling is about at all. <laughs> Very true. Well, it's funny that you guys say that. Yeah, because I did not come from a teaching background. And actually, before I had my own children, I was not a huge fan of kids. I was never that you know, warm, fuzzy, oh, I love kids type of person. So I think people were shocked, you know, that I even had children, let alone that I wanted to homeschool them. Yeah. Um, but I say that I was an accidental homeschooler. So growing up, I was homeschooled for one year, um, but I also went to private school. I went to public school and I graduated from a public university. So I had done a little of everything and just assumed, you know, since I had gone to school more that I would also put my kids in school. Um, but when my daughter got to kind of that preschool age, we happened to be moving and we weren't sure where we were going to move to or what school district we were going to be in. And so 
you know, I was like, okay, she's only in preschool. Why don't I homeschool her for preschool? And then once we settle into this house, wherever we end up, I'll enroll her in school. Well, we started with sunlight. She learned mm -hmm. to read very quickly and was loving it. And at that point I thought, well, if I can teach her to read, I guess I'll keep going. And so here we are 10 years later. And now I have another child who has also done sunlight all the way. And, you know, now it's like, nope, I'm never turning back. And I tell everyone I know how amazing <laughs> homeschooling mm -hmm. is, but it was definitely not my plan or anything I thought that I would or could do. So let's kind of talk about those, those common fears. I know a lot of people worry that they can't teach um, or maybe that their kids can't learn from them. They're worried about socialization if they're home all the time. You know, how do you address those types of fears and, and know that you can keep going or, you know, that everything will work out and it'll be okay? Yeah, the, the thing about, you know, I can't teach. I didn't, you know, get a degree to do, do that or anything like that. You know, like we mentioned before, homeschooling is just totally different than any kind of classroom setting. And with sunlight in particular, uh, it's completely planned out for you. And that is one of the things when I knew I wanted to homeschool, but I, I knew what it took for me to plan my biology class that I taught. And I really thought, how can I how can I come up with everything? And of course, that's before I saw that sunlight catalog. Uh, but but once I came across that, you know, I had a couple of thoughts. I thought, well, wow, this is all planned out for me. And then number two, it's it's literature based, and we're already reading books together and coming to the realization that that's what school can be is reading together and discussing things together and learning together. I just fell in love with it. And so with sunlight, you don't have to prepare lectures or anything like that. You're just sitting on a couch reading books together. And it's just a fantastic way to do school. Uh, so that's what I like to let people know. You know, it's not like you're teaching, you're not going to be going into a classroom full of 20 kindergartners. You've got your, you know, your kids that you have at home and it's a totally different situation. So you absolutely can do that. Yeah. And, and um, I remember early on, we took our oldest, I went and visited a preschool classroom just because I thought, well, maybe, maybe we should, you know, consider this and whatever. And so we sat in the back and I watched this lovely woman um, trying to get 15 four-year-olds to hold their pencil the right way and to have their page. And I, I sat back there and watched as they um, tried to get all 15 kids on the, on the same spot on their page, right? And you're going around. It, it took probably 15 minutes just to get this group of kids with their paper in the right spot and their pencil being held the right way. And I sat back there the whole time and thought, surely th this is just such a waste of time right so then when i'm look you know how to hold a pencil you can teach your child <laughs> it's okay you you can help them hold a pencil you can here's your page here's what we're going to copy it's all right there you are smarter than a fifth grader no matter what no matter what you may think you're you're smarter than your kindergartner you can teach her and there are so her or him sorry sorry boys um you can teach you can teach your children and in the the time it takes is so much less you can get her on the right page and have her do her little handwriting and still have tons of time <laughs> to do many other things it's just boy I, I think on those early those early years you're giving them such a gift like Ann said, to sit and read. And Sunlight, yes, has it all planned out. 
I thought I really wanted to read books to my children. I want them to enjoy learning. And Sunlight did all of that. I didn't have to reinvent the wheel. It's someone who had put it all together for me. And also, if you're nervous about any of this, there are so many helps. You are not going to have to do this alone. There are lots and lots of helps. Absolutely. Another issue that people are a little bit afraid of is a socialization issue, because that is one of the things that people will bring up. You know, if you do bring up that you're considering homeschooling, you know, well, you know, are you just going to be by yourself all day? You know, how are your kids going to have any friends and things like that? But uh, to me, um, it's kind of a myth, you know, that the only way your kids can have socialization is to be in a room with 20 other kids their same age. And so what I've been able to see throughout all my years of homeschooling, going to park days, uh, going to different activities, you have multiple ages of children that are cooperating, playing together, and learning to be around each other. And I, I really, I, I don't mean to be stereotypical. I, I love the public school kids I taught. I loved, you know, teaching them. Um, but my son, he honestly, he really has seen a difference. Uh, he was out at the ball field. We were watching um, a friend's son play a ball game. And there were some kids on the empty field that were just throwing the ball around. So my son goes over there to play with them. And it's all different ages and everything. And he came back and he said, you know, those older kids were kind of, you know, bullies towards those younger kids. And, and um, so when you're homeschooling, you can really cultivate the uh, respect for other people, other ages. Uh, and, it, and it's perfectly normal just to be around all different people all the time. So socialization really uh, isn't an issue. And your kids, they join you when you do everything. You know, you go to the store. So they learn how to interact with, um, you know, the cashiers and the people that work at the store. You go out to restaurants and they learn how to, I mean, everybody can do that. But uh, but people have actually, waitresses have commented about my kids and how they are really social. And um, so it really is a myth that um, that's, you know, a serious issue for homeschoolers. Yeah, I absolutely agree. My kids, both of them, yeah, are very articulate, outgoing. They're able to talk to adults, you know, because like you said, they go to the store with me. They see me interact with other people, you know, and so they kind of learn that passively. Um, and then also there's so many homeschool opportunities as far as extracurricular activities. So whether that be sports or music, drama, you know, whatever your kids are into. Um, I think when I started homeschooling, I was worried that those opportunities didn't exist. Um, but there are so many homeschool options for kids um, where they're not going to miss out on any of that. Um, like you both stated, Sunlight makes it super easy. Um, the instructor's guides really hold your hand along the way. Um, you may know something, but you're not sure how to teach whatever that is. Um, but I feel like the IGs make it super easy. And I always like to remember, you know, before your kids go to school, if they go to school, you know, you've taught them everything they know anyway. So whether that's, you know, feeding and dressing themselves, using the toilet, all of those things, you're already teaching your children that. So yes. don't forget about that. Now, what about if somebody is going to pull a child out of school that's already been in school and now they're going to start homeschooling? What types of things do they need to do to make that a successful transition? You know, one, one thing I would say is, especially as the mom or the dad, whoever's the main teacher, to be patient. 
right? I think there will be a transition time. So don't expect your child to bound down the stairs and jump to the table and be excited to do school. You know, there, there's going to be a transition time. And if your child is happily transitioning to homeschooling, um, the transition might not be as hard, although they might be surprised when there's actually schoolwork to do. You know, we can't speak to every situation, right? You're going to have kids that love, just appreciate so much the transition. Others that it's a struggle. Um, I think it's really important to have open communication. Like here is why we're coming home. Here's why we're doing school at home. And it's going to take some time. But, but just like having a newborn baby in your house, you know, uh, things aren't this, things aren't like normal for a few weeks. I think giving yourself a lot of grace. So I know Sunny, that's not like a super practical thing, but it is a philosophical thing. <laughs> like you need to give lots of grace to yourself and to them. And I think easing into it a little bit and sweetening the pot, making it, um, having some rewards and having some fun things planned maybe after we get to a certain point maybe it's taking a trip so that they see oh because we're at home we have the flexibility to do some things that we couldn't do when we weren't at home so that's that's one thing about the transition um make sure you give yourself grace the other thing is your expectations homeschool doesn't look like a traditional classroom and that's okay and that's good and it's all right and yes learning is still happening Yes, it's still happening. Just because it's not in a one classroom sitting behind a desk doesn't mean that learning isn't happening. And that is the goal, learning. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I agree completely what Amber said about communication. And, and, and typically, you know, as the parent, you've done all this research, you've, you've picked a curriculum, uh, and then all of a sudden, you know, your student's going to jump into this. Uh, so absolutely communicate, you know, let them, it depends, of course, on their age, but you can let them know, you know, why you chose this curriculum and, and what the expectations are, uh, you know, your school day will look totally different. You don't have to be doing things from eight to three, um, uh, and just talk about the schedule, maybe even depending on the age of the student, let them be part of making the schedule. Yeah. Uh, uh, would be really good. Um, and I just totally lost my train of thought. I apologize. <laughs> I was going to say something else. Well, no if you think of it, let me know. I'll think of it in a minute, I'm sure. Because <laughs> I also have, um, I had been attending school and then when my parents pulled me out that year that I did homeschool, um, the biggest transition for me was not taking tests. Um, I was very much the kid that liked making good grades and I was competitive with, you know, the other smart kids in my class, you know, and I always wanted to make good grades. And then when we came home to homeschool, it was a very interesting transition of, oh, now I'm learning just to learn. I'm not competing against anybody. Um, and, and so that was a, a huge change for me. Um, and then another thing, I have very fond memories of at lunch every day, my mom and I would watch an I Love Lucy episode while we ate lunch, so just a rerun that was on in the middle of the day that when I was at school, I didn't have that chance, you know, to do those things. And so that was kind of our fun little tradition while we were homeschooling. And so yeah. now anytime 
I see I love Lucy on TV. That is what I think of is, is our homeschool lunches. <laughs> yeah. Right. Actually, I remember what I was going to say, but first talking about the TV thing, watching the show uh, for a long time at our lunch break, uh, our computers in the kitchen and we'd be eating lunch and the kids would pop on the latest dude perfect video. And we just laugh and watch that together at lunchtime. Um, okay. I, I do remember now talking about, uh, you know, it's going to look different to your child. Uh, of course, my children have always been homeschooled, but I'm kind of the one that had to make, you know, some mental adjustments, you know, coming from public school teaching to homeschooling. And we'd be sitting on the couch reading a book together. And all of a sudden, my son would just get up and walk into his room. And I'm like, oh, great. What, oh, what in the world is going on? I've got to have a talk with him about how that's not respectful. When we're sitting here, we're doing, you know, do you have to be here? Uh, but, but then what he was doing, he ran to grab another book because something that we were reading, re he remembered something in this other book. He went to, to share it with me. <laughs> And so, um, yeah. and so along with that, you know, it, it just looks so much different. My daughter would always be working a puzzle, doing something with her hands. You know, she never sat next to me for read alouds ever. Uh, she was always doing something with her hands or laying on the floor and she did gymnastics for a while. So she might be upside down somewhere, uh, but could always totally listen. So just keep in mind that homeschooling just looks completely different than a traditional classroom setting. Yeah, and I love that part of, um, and when you said your son ran to get the book, I love that about homeschooling, that you have the opportunity in the moment to explore, mm -hmm. right? And so then your schedule gets shifted a little bit and depending on how many kids you have. So when I had uh, four that I was actively schooling and they were all under the age of nine, um, we didn't go explore spontaneously often, but now I'm in a position where I can do that a little more. And so my youngest and I, excuse me, might be reading something, piques our interest, we jump on a YouTube. It's, it's incredible it, how much we learn or go grab a different book or, or mm -hmm. um, have a conversation. It's just so wonderful. And so I just love it so much, or we'll just run outside to find, you know, the bug or the leaf or the flower or the rock or the plant, whatever it is that, that we've just read about to, to try to look at it and see, oh, that that is really, yeah, it's just so rich and full and wonderful. Yeah, and you both have talked about, yeah, kind of those rabbit trails and that flexibility of schedule yeah. that you're not locked down to all day. Mm -hmm. What are some of the other advantages to homeschooling, whether it be, you know, in the relationships you build or yeah, being able to take those opportunities to learn more. What do you guys think? Mm -hmm. There, there are just so, so, so many, but um, I would love to highlight um, this one. I love that my children's curiosity does not get pounded out of them. Mm -hmm. So I have no, my, my kids' friends will come. So what are you learning? Well, I got to be on my test. Okay. What are you learning? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm doing really well in this class. Okay. <laughs> like so hard. And then, um, watching my kids, even when they go to college and they see, oh yeah, like you show an interest and you get teased a little bit, right? Like there's, and so I'm so thankful in college, my kids have been able to handle that, brush it off, whatever. But I think as a middle schooler or a high schooler, I, I don't think it gets brushed off easily. And so you learn pretty rapidly that if you are curious and you ask questions and you're interested, that's not a positive thing. So I love in, in a homeschool environment that you can be curious, 
and learn because God has given us our brains and we are supposed to use them and we're supposed to fill them with knowledge and um, good things. And so I'm, I, I know that's a little bit like the rabbit trail thing, but, but not, <clears throat> I love that, that homeschooling gives an outlet for that curiosity. I love that. Absolutely. And, and when you're homeschooling, you never have to ask them, uh, you know, like you said, what did you learn today or how was school today? And, and, you know, I, I, know. I think the typical answer would be, oh, it was fine. You know, and, and that's all you get. But when you're uh, homeschooling and reading all the books together, you kind of, um, um, well, you develop these relationships and, and kind of some, you know, inside jokes, even, you know, that nobody yeah. would ever get because of yeah. what you're reading together and learning um, to do together. And I mentioned this before, but coming from such a rigid schedule that I was on for, it was only uh, five years. I taught public school for five years, but um, uh, the schedule is so rigid. And so one of the, uh, I think that a great benefit of homeschooling is the flexibility that you tend to have uh, just being able to go on off peak season vacations and you know, I always taught like my first biology class was, you know, we had block scheduling. So it was eight to nine 30. I never, ever, ever had a schedule like that with our homeschool. You know, we didn't ever start any particular subject at any certain time. I have to end it at any certain time. You can completely have it be very natural and, and you just create more of a lifestyle of learning and Amber mentioned this too about the grades. And I did experience this in my teaching job where some students would not turn in something or they wouldn't do something if it wasn't for a grade. And from the very beginning, I did not want that kind of um, attitude, you know, um, to, to be associated, you know, with, with doing things like that with learning. Uh, so I didn't keep grades at all until my kids got much closer to high school. And, you know, then you got to start dealing with the transcript thing. Uh, but it's totally doable. So that's one of the other benefits is that you can truly learn because, yes, your job as a student is to learn and investigate and uh, do all these things without having to be concerned about, um, you know, memorizing a bunch of things to pass a test or whatnot and then forgetting it all. And uh, everything just sticks with you so much more learning it uh, in a more natural way. Here's, here's the other thing for me, the benefit. Um, I really wanted my children to be educated from a Christian worldview. And that was incredibly important to me. Um, we did not feel like we had the money to be able to send our children to a Christian school or a school that we felt would share our values and share our worldview. And I would even like to use that word worldview even more than values because um, I, I just think it's an important distinction. So we, you, you're approaching the world from a certain viewpoint. I wanted to teach my children that same worldview. I also wanted to introduce them to other worldviews. I wanted them to be able to think through that, but I didn't want someone else choosing especially people who I knew did not share my worldview on any level. And to send my children, especially my young ones, for eight hours to other people who did not share my worldview on any level was unfathomable to me at that point and still is. <laughs> I, I don't, that's not what I want. And so um, I, I do want to just, just challenge about this. 
they, they grow up so fast. I have three that have graduated. I blinked my eyes and they're gone. <laughs> and I am so grateful to know that during those really formative years, um, I was presenting them, hopefully in an attractive way, the same worldview that, that their dad and I hold dear because of God's word. Yeah, that's so true. And I know now that I, my daughter is, my oldest is in middle school. I really see that in that she'll come to me if she has a question about something, yeah. whether it be, you know, a news story or something she's heard from a friend, you know, she comes to me and well, what do you think about that? She's very open. Um, I don't remember being that open with my parents yeah. at that age. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and I, I mean, I, would hide stuff or, you know, I just felt awkward with my parents at that age. And she really, you know, comes and asks and, well, what do you think about this? And what should we do about this? And so much of that, I think is because we've had these conversations. She knows what her dad and I believe. um, And we've had that since day one. Plus she doesn't have the influence of classmates, you know, like you said, kind of squashing that you know, curiosity or, oh, it's bad to talk to your parents or, you know, any of that, that influence coming from school. Something you said, Anne, too, about your daughter, like laying on the floor or doing school in all different positions. That's another thing that I think, you know, forcing, especially young kids um, to sit in a chair, you know, all day and learn is very challenging. My son is my wiggly one. And Mm -hmm. yeah, he almost never sits down while he's doing school. And so I think had he been in a classroom, he would have been in trouble for, you know, disruption and things like that as opposed to learning where in our homeschool, he can learn the way that he learns best, which is moving around or coloring while he listens to things and and stuff like that. Let's talk about though, um, overcoming those challenging seasons. So you might have been going along great in your homeschool journey. And now, you know, it feels like the rug's been pulled out from underneath you. Um, How do you get through those situations? Mm -hmm. Day by day. Uh, my son, I think he was back in the second grade or so. And I just remember having a really tough week. And I honestly can't even tell you why. Maybe he had had a bad attitude this week and school was really hard to get through. I honestly don't even remember. But I remember thinking, I don't know if I can keep doing this. And I got online and I looked up our local private Christian school and saw the cost. <laughs> I thought, well, all right, that's not going I can to do this. So we <laughs> have to make this work. Uh, and so we just got back to it and just taking things one day at a time, take breaks when you need to, slow down when you need to, reach out for help when you need to. Um, and then one thing is to, to set goals. When my son, we, we talked about holding pencils before. Uh, when my son was in preschool, that was honestly my goal for him was to, you know, have a correct, you know, pencil grip with his handwriting without tears preschool and, and just maintain that, that correct grip. He was a lefty. I'm not a lefty. I don't have any lefties in my family. I don't even know where that came from. Uh, but that, that was a goal I had and we did accomplish that goal. Um, so keep in mind what you want, um, you know, to, to, to see happening. I think especially when it comes to teaching things like, you know, reading and writing that are really skill-based and every child has their own timetable for when they're going to, to do yeah. these things. And you just look for progress. You know, um, th- that's just so important. Um, well, one of the struggles that we had, and uh, 
you know, this may be related to that tough week because I remember getting on the Sunlight Forums and asking this question. You know, I was like, my son, he can't, you know, he can't, this creative expression assignment is so hard for him. He can't get his thoughts on the paper. You know, well, how old is he? Well, he's in second grade. Like, oh, okay. Well, you serve as a scribe for him until he's ready. Because basically I've been reading these amazing books to him for so long. His vocabulary is amazing. He can think about all these things, but to get those thoughts on the paper is a totally different story. And when some fellow Sunlight Moms told me that, it just kind of had this weight lifted off my shoulders. And so he told me what he wanted to write. I wrote it. And we did that for two more years, two more years mm -hmm. uh, until he was about in fourth grade. And then he was able to start writing his thoughts down as he was thinking them. And so things don't always work on the timetable that you think they will when it comes to learning in these things. So, so adjust, uh, ask for help, slow things down. You know, we do talk about how quickly it goes by, but there is a lot of time, you know, between kindergarten and your senior yeah. year. And there absolutely is time for them uh, yes. to be able to do all those things. Yes, I think that's so good. And I think one of the things that was so hard for me, and I'm going to guess it's hard for a lot of moms, is we are a little bit impatient. And we, especially with our first, you look at them and expect them to be these full-grown people. You don't realize how young they are. So I think a really helpful thing is to um, maybe do a little looking online or at some books if you still like to go to the library and uh, look at books this way. But what, what are developmental milestones for different ages? Because sometimes our expectations are really a little bit too high for where a child is. Um, and if you have a child who excels from the time they leave the womb, at a lot of things. And then you have one that's just a little more normal. <laughs> you sometimes think, oh no, what's, what's wrong? Like everybody's supposed to be like this one who's doing this. Well, that's, that's not true, but you don't know because you don't have a comparison. So, so I think that's a, a really important thing to take it a year at a time. We had a challenging season. One of my sons uh, did standardized testing and did very poorly in one of the math sections. And poorly enough that I thought, you know what, I think I need to uh, switch math curriculums for next year and redo that year, which I loved that I was homeschooling and could do that without any stigma to him. Um, so that is a really cool thing. And you know what, we redid that that year. Um, he didn't learn a ton, but we got our facts down a lot better and, and things smoothed out. Um, he is now in college and doing business and finance and has to do accounting and stuff. So his math skills are okay. <laughs> He's not Einstein. He's not going to get a PhD in math, but he's, he's fine with math and he's, he's doing, he's doing great. Um, the, the, a one year, a challenging season is not going to make or break your child. Mm -hmm. And depending on what the challenging season is, golly, they can learn so much by watching you handle whatever the challenging season is. It might be the death of a close family member. It might be something very personal. I know um, our oldest daughter had a very challenging season and school looked a whole lot different for an entire year. But by God's grace and his mercy, um, she's, she is, you know, still doing well and, and, and has did great in college. Um, that one year, no, <laughs> because it, it's okay. There will be challenges. There will be things. But, but even if they went to school, a traditional school, there would be challenges and there would be things. So that, 
that you're there though for, for the challenging seasons to, to walk with them and to help them. Absolutely, that's so important. Uh, we had a challenging season a few years ago when my mom was very ill and she uh, passed away. But my kids were able to see, they saw the church come together to help a family that was in need. Um, you know, my dad was not lacking for meals whatsoever. Um, this is two hours away from where I live. So my kids, you know, they were seventh grade and ninth grade at the time. So they were old enough you know, to be at home and do certain things alone. Um, and um, I mean, they just saw a community come together to, to help us. And, and that really was an amazing thing. And, and it is true, they didn't really do math without me. So we didn't finish math until the summertime, you know, um, but that's okay. That's okay. If things get totally thrown off track, it is all right. You will be able to, you know, pick up the pieces later on. Um, and it's all, it's, you'll, you'll be able to get through it, but your kids will see uh, uh, good things happen, uh, even through the challenging times. And maybe uh, Sunny, after, after 2020, <laughs> we all know yes. that traditional school can have a challenging and be interrupted. And actually maybe the homeschooling is the, is the space where you don't have to have the same kinds of challenges. Right. So, so it's, a well, it's it is funny that you mentioned 2020, cause that was my son's kindergarten year. And he did not learn to read quickly. It was a struggle even in our homeschool. And I just every day think about, oh my goodness, if he had been in school, he may not know how to read now. Like, you know, because he's very quiet. I can absolutely picture him being the one that would sit in the back of the classroom and not ask for help. Um, and so I thank God that we were homeschooling at that time and that, you know, my husband was also working remotely. Now he does all the time, but at that time he did not, but COVID was what sent him home. And so he had both of us here to help him. Mm -hmm. um, and that was actually the catalyst for really allowing my husband to teach a lot more now than he had before that. And that is something that we love. I love for the kids to hear his perspective on things and he's having a blast. He'll read something to one of them and say, oh, this is so interesting. I didn't know that. You know, so yeah. it's really become a full family homeschool experience now, which yeah. I love that. Um, but I think something that I like to remember when I'm facing a challenge, especially, um, is that, you know, why am I doing this in the first place? What is it that I am hoping to accomplish? And is that still better than, you know, whatever I'm feeling right now, right? Because feelings are temporary and I might feel overwhelmed. I might be stressed about whatever is going on. But at the end of the day, I have seen the fruits of homeschooling in my kids and, would I want to take that away? Absolutely not. And so it gives me kind of that push to keep going. Um, and then, like I said, during COVID, my husband started helping teach. So, you know, that takes a huge weight off my plate if I am busy or stressed because he now jumps yeah. in and teaches too. So with a literature -rich curriculum, you know, grandma can read a book to the grandchildren or, you know, there's a lot of people that can help out. Older siblings can help out. So really rely on your network too of, yes. you know, people that can help you teach. But ladies, what would you say your top tip or encouragement would be? Yeah. For somebody going through this, I just kind of shared some of mine, but, but what would you tell them if, if they could only do one thing, what would it be? Mm, for someone starting, you know, brand new with homeschool, my number one tip is to take it very, very slowly at the beginning. 
you know, even just starting one subject a day to get into a routine of what it's like to teach that subject the homeschool way, and then gradually pick up your pace. Yeah, um, you can homeschool. <laughs> uh, my top tip, use sunlight. No, I'm teasing. <laughs> that really was a lifesaver for me. But also, um, daily, daily, it is an everyday. This is, if you've decided to homeschool, it is your job. For those hours that, that you're homeschooling, that's your job. Treat it. If you left the home to go to a job, to work for a lawyer, whatever, um, that would be your focus for those hours that you were at work. Let that be true for homeschool. Not that there aren't interruptions and all of that, but what I'm saying is sometimes I think we feel like, oh, I'm homeschooling and everything should just fall into place. Well, it, it, it doesn't. It does take work. It does take faithfulness and commitment. So I think that dailiness, like all of life, um, asking God for wisdom and help for each new day and tackling that day um, with a good attitude, hopefully. <laughs> Yeah, your attitude really sets the tone for your homeschool. It really does. So, <laughs> that's, that's a huge point. Also, um, if you need help from Sunlight, we love to help answer your questions and offer encouragement. The mentors and myself are in our Sunlight app, so you can post any of your questions there. You can get ideas from us, from other uh, Sunlight parents, also on Facebook in our Sunlight Connections group. We do also have our advisors available too, so if you need help identifying what curriculum to use, or you know, you have questions like that, um, you can absolutely reach out to them as well. And we'd love to help you out, but get plugged in, get connected uh, with other homeschoolers. And, and that way you can hear and learn from those who have been there before. It does make it so much easier when you see, yeah, the, the, the light at the end of the tunnel, there's other people who have done it successfully and you can too. Right. So ladies, That's thank right. you for joining and sharing um, with everyone today. I really appreciate you both. You're welcome. Good to be here. Thank you. All right. So we'll cut it there um, for the session. That was good. We only went like 40 minutes. So. Ooh, all right. <laughs> Maybe 45, but yeah, close. So that was good. Um, okay. Wow. So we'll do the uh, promo. Um, so yeah, Anne, since you're on top, I'll just have you start. Hi, I'm Anne, and then Amber. Hi, I'm Amber, and then I'll wrap us up with the rest of it. So whenever you're ready. Hi, I'm Anne. Hi, I'm Amber. And hi, I'm Sunny. You may be wondering if you can actually homeschool, or you might be in the middle of a really hard time and you're trying to figure out how to keep going. Well, we're going to tell you how to face your fears, overcome challenges, and love your homeschool experience. Join us to learn more during Sunlight Connections Homeschool Summit 2022. A better homeschool experience awaits. All right, so that's it. So okay. I know I've got both of you. Thank you for joining us here on the Sunlight Connections podcast. You can also visit Sunlight Curriculum on social media, in our Sunlight app, or at sunlight.com. I am Sunny from Sunlight, reminding you to tune in next time.